Welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber and our guest today, Susan Martinez, who's written the book, The Psychic Life of Abraham Lincoln. How you doing, Susan? Hey, hi. Uh, <clears throat> there was an um, uh, Indian fighter who became a president. It was General Harrison, and then he became president. And um, he defeated and killed Tecumseh. And I understand that Tecumseh was a great leader of, of his Indian people. And uh, there was a big meteor that came across right as he was being birthed. That you know, it was like a mark of a great man. Yes. So his brother uh, Tinskwatawa, uh put a curse on General Harrison when he became president. That every twentieth, no, every president that would be. Uh, Elected in a zero year. In a zero year, which is every 20 years, would be assassinated. Uh, and is that happened? Or? Would die in office. Would die in office, yeah, okay. Yeah, would die in office. Yeah, that's right. And and his own people would do it. It was, was part of the prophecy. They would, like, activate the curse kind of thing? That, that it wouldn't be the Indians who would do it. It would be their own people. Oh, right. oh I see. The, Great White Father's own people who would do it. I see. And with the exception of Reagan, President yeah. Reagan, who escaped uh, a shot in the heart by a half inch. The, uh, Amazing. The um, prophecy has followed through since the year 1840, 1860, 1880, 1900, McKinley, 19... 20? 20, uh, wait a second. Uh... I'm, I'm still there on 1920, 1940, uh, FDR, 1960, uh, Kennedy. Kennedy. And then Reagan was assassinated almost, but he lived, and I, I believe that had to do with his level of spirituality, too, an unusually spiritual president. That's possible. I, I don't really know. I know it came awfully close. And, yes, he had the, he had angelic intervention. Uh, th that's true. They did gather. They were aware of the curse, and they did gather uh, to offset it. Yes, uh, there was a Christian conference of some sort, and the same happened when Bush came into office. Yep, same thing. Yes. So yeah, so blessings and the blessings outdid the curse, and so the curse I I would assume is dropped off because. The spiritual leaders, uh, Reagan and Bush, that, you know, I, I believe that Bush, as much as he's bashed, uh, has a, an inner guidance that is telling him what to do. And, you know, I, I sort of sense him, you know, like, oh my God, but doing it and, and sticking to it while everyone's tearing him apart. But I believe he's called to do that from a higher source. I wouldn't know. No, and, and I don't know, but when I tune into him, I always get that sense that um, he's like going yikes, and and he means well. He's a good person, you know. He's, he, people around him say he's a nice man, that kind of stuff, and he's he prays and that kind of thing. But you know, I know Reagan was really strong that way all his life, and uh, I think that's part of what helped break the curse. Of course. Um, you know, Harrison was fighting the Indians, like taking their land away, and so, you know, perhaps that was appropriate for United States, the Caucasian and new United States, to have somewhat of a curse like that. 
That's right, and times have changed. That's right. You know, and also um, another thing that occurs to me sometimes is how so many Mexicans are invading the United States. It's like, you know, some million would be just fine, but so many of them, maybe it's karma for United States kicking Spain and the Mexicans out of what is now United States back when they owned it. That's right. I mean, before, uh, before the Mexican War, all of that Western territory was uh, Spanish, and it seems like it's just coming back around the mountain. Yeah. Uh, that they have a, a certain right to this to this land, but the destiny of America, getting back to Lincoln's America, and yes. the destiny is uh, for this melting pot to become. A reality rather than a, you know, just a... Uh, Failure. Yes. You're right. And I believe that, and uh, I believe that that America is destined to lead the world in the spiritual way and that all of these events we're looking at over the decades and over the centuries are doing that. The, the end of human bondage was marked when... Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah. It's taken a while around the world, but since we are the pace setter, that's how it falls. You get two kisses for that one. Yeah. <laughs> United I States. <laughs> United States is the uh, is earmarked to help the world basically get its act together and get the rights of people represented. Uh, it was. Um, at the beginning of the era of modern spiritualism, that was in the year 1848, that uh, when the poundings and wrappings began, and in Hydesville, New York, and the Fox Sisters, and all those yes. dramatic events that uh, inaugurated this new era of spiritualism. Of course, it's 150 years later now, and we seem to be very deeply into materialism, but that is only uh, a, a passing a thing. We are moving on, and the yep. fact that the spiritual movement began in New York State, began in America, is a sign of the times that we will lead the world in the way of union, and this time not just union north and south, union of all people, uh, the cessation of war, which is not too far off for for the human race and for the spiritualization uh, of the planet. Well, the United States is the is uh, more the master of the melting pot than any other place. We're a big country, and we have people from everywhere, not just one main race. And uh, so we are learning to blend it well, like no other country. Yes, and it's taking a long time, and it's a rocky road. But that is the direction we're going in. I I get upset when people say things will never change because I see that how things are changing. Sure. Sometimes rapidly, and the direction we're going in is a good one. Yes. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern on CRN. Our guest today is Susan Martinez, Ph.D., and she's the author of The Psychic Life of Abraham Lincoln. So... 
Abraham Lincoln wasn't much of a politician, and he also wasn't uh, in for excessive profits. I mean, money was not the big end all to him. He sort of uh, wanted to do a fair shake and wanted to spread a little more light to the world and, and get things going right. So he, he was very different than a lot of people. Um, that's right about the money. Uh, his his wife was kind of just the opposite. Yeah, uh, he was a real um, climber and a status seeker. But he he was just the opposite of her in so many ways, and that was one of them. He he didn't care a fig about money. Um, but uh, why do you say he was not the politician? Well, he was clever, he was insightful, but he was not devious, although he would... Oh, <laughs> Does that, is that part of the definition of politician? Well, these days it is. Because <laughs> um, he was politician to the bone. Yeah, he, um, w- he was good in selling thoughts and ideas and, you know, making smart moves, but he wasn't undermining. Uh, yeah, he, he didn't uh, compete in the way that we usually think of. He was a more harmonious person. Right. And, you know, how he was with animals and all that kind of thing, you know, he did, didn't have the heart to, like, be a cheater or undermine somebody or tell the uh, tell the people he was doing one thing and then get elected and then do another thing. He was a straight shooter. Uh, that's true, but uh, they came down on him hard when he came out for abolition, which was toward the end of his presidency because he had promised in his campaign not to interfere with the state's uh, rights or with the Constitution. Right. But uh, uh, he was so certain that there was a moral force behind the war and behind his being, taking that high-raised position, that, uh, and there was no escaping it. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, historians to this day want to say that the cause of the Civil War was uh, maintaining the Union, and it, it was not slavery. But right. uh, the fact is that by early 1865, um, at which time the 13th Amendment was passed, uh, Lincoln started to say openly that the cause of the war, maybe you could say the moral cause of the war, was the peculiar institution uh, of a race of people? Huh. Right. Um, let's see. I, I believe you know, and I believe we have this right. Let's say um, you promise somebody something, and then you you didn't know that everything was actually going to change next year. You know. Right. And I believe you can evolve out of promises if you do your best to try to make it right with the other person, but I don't feel like a a promise or like you you do a campaign and you say you're going to do something and then you become aware that that is not the right path to go. I don't believe that your past ignorance should override your present uh, awakening. Because uh, conditions change and uh, you have to look at your scruples. And what is the uh, higher scruple? Right. Uh, at the time that he went into office, there was no war. And as yes. soon as he got in office, there was a war. <laughs> Big difference. You always have to look. Uh, the man of insight looks for the higher scruple. That's right. And, um, uh, y- I noticed that <clears throat> your slogan for the show is uh, sound answers to 
life's tough questions. And I was taking notes for myself uh, during the break. And for Lincoln, I would say that uh, I would list as his own answers to life's tough questions, and that means personal as well as uh, political, Yeah, uh, were um, simplicity. He was a man of tremendous uh, simplicity, a minimalist, uh, humor, humor. He was a very funny man, and there was always humor in his life. W- w- would they say he was the most uh, funniest president? He had to be the funniest president. Uh, the more you read into his life and the things he said, and the, he had people in stitches. He had the <laughs> legislature <laughs> splitting their sides. He was not only a rail splitter, he was a side splitter. Yeah. <laughs> and in addition to uh, sound answers to life's tough questions, honesty, uh, flexibility, these are all Lincoln uh, forbearance. Lincoln's mantra was try. And I, I hope people know that. And uh, to top it off, to see your mission through and to give you all in service for your truth. And one phrase that's famous for Lincoln is, right is might. Hmm. Isn't that good? Hmm. You know, and the reason why we're talking about this, Susan, you and us, is because these are ways of which life can be good for you and I and everyone out there following these ways of being simplicity humor honesty flexibility don't get all rigid keep trying keep trying follow through and right is might <laughs> and, you've got a great memory <laughs> yeah, I got a great pen <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you know, in a way, he's a template for how we can reach a higher standard. And we do our show, our show is called Mastering Ourselves, and this is a great template to follow, is the characteristics of Abraham Lincoln or any great person. Uh, Harriet Beecher Stowe uh, and uh, Thomas Paine, uh, George Washington, etc., etc., great examples uh, of uh, great stories, great examples of how to be, and you know, as you as you seek to do blessed things, more blessed things happen to you, and then you begin to be a doorway. You begin to be called on as a doorway for even more blessed things to happen in the world around you, and everyone wins. So let's see here. Um, in the what was it the f- 1840s, there seemed to be a renaissance happening somewhere around there of spiritualism, temperance, uh, abolition, 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 and women's suffrage. Was that there too? Yes, there was the Sisterhood of Reforms, and it started around the 1830s, running into the 1840s. Did did it it go beyond there, like 1870s much or not? the 1830s and 1840s are the years that our historians point to for these grassroots uh, reform movements, every kind of reform. A lot of it was religious. You had Mormonism <clears throat> arise in that time and uh, uh, kind of the peak 
I think that the peak moment was 1848 when the Hydesville event took place, and from that point on, uh, spiritualism, seances, and home circles just uh, spread like uh, brush fire through the country. Uh, 1848, it started in New York State, and by 1850, it was in Lincoln, Illinois, and they were... Mary and Abraham were involved. There were traveling prophets. Uh, there were uh, halls that were rented out for people to come and gather. It was a, a very inspiring time. But uh, as I pointed out before, the <clears throat> slavery issue was heating up. Yes. We need to carry this after the break. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves. Susan Martinez, The Psychic Life of Abraham Lincoln. We'll be right back. 